Well, when he's not hard at work, our first guest, when he's not hard at work in his home brewery or practicing karate, he finds time to serve as a judge on the Metropolitan Tribunal, which is the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis's Court of Canon Law. And he's done so since 2002. Deacon Nathan Allen. Deacon, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you very much. Happy to be here. Great. Well, now, I suppose your time as an attorney and as a judge and as a deacon as well has has gotten you pretty familiar with Latin. Where did you first, just wondering, where did you first start to learn Latin? You know, um, obviously, in, when you're in law school, or, you know, there are a lot of Latin terms in law, but I never, I really started uh, learning Latin, just uh, uh, there was another uh, couple, friends of, of mine and my wife, and we decided, you know, let's learn Latin. So we started, uh, uh, you know, trying to teach ourselves through books and, and so forth. And, and uh, I, I had been ordained by that point, and, and so I uh, started using uh, Latin in the Liturgy of the Hours rather than English. And hmm. uh, um, my Latin just started improving dramatically over the course of the years, and I've, you know, but yeah, I never, I never took a formal class. It's just you know, using there, there are a lot of good books out there, but sure, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Let me just ask the perhaps the obvious question on some people's minds: Why? Why would why should a Catholic even uh, you know give the time of day to Latins? Because you know we have the Mass in our vernacular now. Right. What's the point of learning Latin? Well, Latin is the language of the church. It's still the official language of the church, uh, um, and it and it is historically the language of our liturgy. Um, and there's a real connection with uh, you know all the centuries that have gone before. You know, the church is not just those Christian people alive today or those in our parish. You know, mm, whatever it, right. it stretches back to Pentecost and on to the end of time, and a connection with Latin. Uh, makes that connection really palpable. Also, there are things, any time you translate something from one language to another, you lose uh, um, uh, some, of the, some of the meaning. You know, you know, translators have to take, make choices. Um, so uh, if you approach the liturgy in the language that it, in which it's written, there's some richness that will come across that, that you're going to miss even in the best of translations. And mm-hmm. Our current translation is certainly a lot better than the one that we had uh, uh, foisted on us for 40 years <laughs> that we uh, moved on from, uh, uh, you know, some a few years ago. But but uh, um, and then also, you know, Latin is the foundational language. Well, of a lot of Europe. I mean, there are a lot of the uh, you know French and Spanish and Italian and you know, sure. Romanian, for that matter, are all descendant you know and Portuguese daughter languages from Latin. Um, and, uh, uh, and also Latin is just a really rational language. It helps us kind of think, mm. <laughs> I find, you know, the, the, because, uh, of, of how, uh, um, it, it, it all comes together with the, the different parts of speech and so forth. It's just, it's a, it's a, it, it's a, uh, a great intellectual exercise. <laughs> mm. Wonderful. So, uh, was that, that type of thinking really what, Cause the beginning of the thoughts about offering a a free course on ecclesiastical Latin. You know that is really a result of this of this uh, uh, COVID lockdown. <laughs> we okay. Are, you know my parish, the parish where I'm assigned, Saint Agnes. We've always had a Latin high mass at uh, was at ten o'clock. Now it's at ten thirty uh, every Sunday. It's the the Vatican II mass, but done in Latin. 
Mm. Uh, and uh, and uh, with and usually with you know the, the church's great uh, um, uh, treasury of, of sacred music. So we have the you know the, the, the masses of Mozart and Haydn and and, and you know the and uh, in the context of the sacred liturgy, not they weren't written for the concert stage, right? Right. So we have, and so we would offer Latin classes uh, in the parish for you know, uh, uh, parishioners to go to, but with the lockdown, we're, you know, thinking, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to operate Latin? And I like, podcast it. Why not? <laughs> you know? And so I, uh, um, teach that we, we have, there's a, a book by, uh, um, uh, John Connolly called, uh, uh, um, the, uh, uh, a, uh, primer of ecclesiastical Latin that's published by Catholic university, uh, press, um, in Washington, DC. And, uh, we, so we've been using that in the parish as our, as our textbook when we've done the class, you know, in, in the parish. And so I teach Latin one, which is the first 13 units of, of that book. And then Dr. James May, who is uh, a retired classics professor, from uh, St. Olaf College, he uh, teaches Latin two and then Latin three. So if you get through the entire course, um, you will be able to follow the liturgy, read the, uh, the Vulgate or the Neo-Vulgate uh, in uh, you know the Bible in Latin. You'll be able. I mean, it's it's uh, it's really a solid foundation if you get through the entire course. And the beauty of the podcast is, you can go at your own pace. Yeah. You yeah. can you you can pick it up for a while. Life gets in the way. You can you know put it aside for a bit. You can go back and redo lessons. You know that you couldn't do it if we were you know just doing it you know once a week on a Thursday right. and something comes up and you missed a week and you know you're you're kind of lost. So yeah, and no final exams either. I would assume. Right. I mean, what we did do <laughs> while we were running during during at, from Advent, and then we just kind of were taking a break till Easter. But we uh, um, we were doing Latin one and two. Uh, uh, you know, one, dropping a, a new podcast once a week, and we'll pick it up with Latin three again. But there, but the old ones are still up there. You know, and then we would also follow up in the week with you know, go over the the homework from you know each chapter, uh, just to you know answer any questions. But I know Dr. May and I are still available, even if though I'm done with my you know recording my sessions, mm-hmm. I'm happy people email me questions. I'm happy to deal with them. You know, uh, so that we can you know, uh, keep this going, you know, in perpetuity at this point. So, right. Right. So how, I just have to ask, how accessible are these, are these courses? Because, you know, it, it seems like it's a, it's a rather scholastic endeavor here. And maybe some people are thinking, I'm not really an academic. I, I don't know if I could handle it. It's not for me. I know that for my, you know, for, uh, certainly for my uh, Latin one, I pitched it pretty, you know, uh, I mean, I always assume that my students are smart. Because I think the worst thing, the thing that really annoys me the most is people talking down to me. <laughs> you know? Right, and, right. And, and if you assume, then if I, if I am dumb, uh, it'll pull me up. <laughs> right, <laughs> and, yeah. But, but, you know, I, I try to pitch it at an at a, at a, at a, at a easy enough level, making analogies to how, you know, something that seems like it's bizarre in Latin, but we do the same thing in English, you know. Mm. Uh, and it's just because that's our native language, we don't notice how incredibly complicated English is, you yeah. know. Um, and uh, and so you know, and and in, farm, in terms of actually finding it on our website, you just go to Saint Agnes, uh, uh, St. Agnes. Yeah, I just Google Saint Agnes Saint Paul, and it'll come up. And go to our, our SoundCloud channel, uh, and uh, you know, just start just start listening. I mean, you can right. uh, and and. Uh, 
you know, the first couple of lessons are pretty long because there's a lot of introductory stuff like how does Latin sound in ecclesiastical Latin sound? What are, you know, what is grammatical gender, which is something we don't have in English except mm-hmm. in our pronouns, you know, but, but once you get these basic concepts down, we try to, you know, then, then it, it, it moves along pretty well. Yeah, very good. And yep, and I have it right here. Yeah, the great thing is vocabulary, too. I mean, oh, so yeah. much of our English vocabulary comes from Latin, um, uh, either directly or by means of French. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, your, your, your uh, vocabulary will improve your knowledge of church history, your knowledge of of, I mean, some of the 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 uh, uh, great things, like I mean, uh, 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 from the meaning of words that you never even considered, how the depth of theological reflection you can find even in a single word, you know, mm. it's it's tremendous. Yeah, I have it right here in front of me. It's just churchofsaintagnes.org/slash/latin. That's all you really got to know right there, and it'll take you right to it. Yeah. So wonderful. Um. So I'm just I'm curious about uh, is there. Uh, a particular way that you use or you utilize to split up the course to uh, to uh, kind of get the different components in in their right places. Yeah, you know uh, the the book that we use is divided uh, into units, and where we broke between Latin one, Latin two, and Latin three. Latin one, we 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 cut off uh, the, the that particular uh, author introduces uh, um, verbs kind of up front, so. Once we'd introduced all the basic tenses of, of verbs uh, and, and the first two declensions of nouns, uh, so that you can make sentences, uh, you know that, that was kind of Latin one. So it gives a really good you know founding in the grammar, and then uh, and then Latin two and three get much into some more of the complexities, uh, um, you know, going forward and a lot more vocabulary. Um, uh, but you know, it, it seemed to break pretty naturally. Uh, in 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 you know the book into thirds, so that's how we did it. Yeah, great, great. So I know, just for example, I mean, you talk about the Catholic podcasting world. I know uh, Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year podcast has been taking the taking the Catholic world at least by storm, and I think more than that, actually, it's uh, it was one of the top podcasts, or maybe the top podcast here recently. Um, but. Uh, do you anticipate and well, like that one, you can do it at your own pace and everything. Mm-hmm. Have do you anticipate or have you seen? Can you track traffic? Have you seen that there a lot of people are taking advantage of this course already? Yeah, we can track traffic. Um, it, it it shouldn't be surprising. The very first lesson has had a lot more hits <laughs> than, than than the subsequent ones, but they but they gradually, you know, they they continue to to add up. So, uh, um, you know, I'm hoping that, that what that means is people will, who discover this, and I'm glad that, you know, to have this conversation because this means that more people who wouldn't even been aware of it. I mean, I've had emails from priests saying, wait, I just heard that you had a Latin class. How do I get, how do we, you know, right. um, and, and so I think it'll build over time. You know, people listen to the first lesson, and some of them will realize that this is not for me. Some of them will think this is not for me now, but then they'll come back to it, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and uh, so, yeah, we've been uh, the first lesson, lots of hits. After that, it uh, it slows it. You know, it's gone down. But you know, that's not to be not not unexpected. Sure, <laughs> right. Well, very good. Now, it's it's 
especially or it's it's uh, the the book again is John F. Collins is a primer of e- ecclesiastical Latin. So this is ecclesiastical Latin. What's the difference? Yeah. What's the difference between ecclesiastical Latin and classical Latin? Right. Uh, the the uh, there is some difference in vocabulary, obviously. Um, sure. uh, ecclesiastical Latin. Uh, I mean, it's the same language. So if you know ecclesiastical Latin, you know classical Latin. If you know classical Latin, you'd be able to follow an ecclesiastical Latin, but the vocabulary would be different. I suppose it would be like if you you know, uh, um, you know, knew one dialect of English, and you suddenly find yourself in Ireland or something. You know, um, <laughs> right. but but and the pronunciation is is different, slight, somewhat. I mean, mm-hmm. the the Latin. If you've studied Latin in school and you know Cicero and all that, um, your your pronunciation would be a little different. I liken it to you know we've got a. It's a, it's a, the Roman Empire was a big empire. It's like, you know, just imagine I'm, I'm from Australia. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, just, a, just the pronunciation is slightly different. The modern ecclesiastical Latin tends to pronounce things the way the Italians do, rather sure. than how ancient Romans probably did in the first century. Um, but it's not all that different. Okay. All right. Very good. But yeah, but there's a lot of vocabulary difference. There's specialized religious vocabulary or words that might have meant had a general meaning and to a to a first century Roman have a very specific Christian meaning, like the word sacramentum. You know, mm. we hear that we think sacrament, and and it has all the theological connotation. To an ancient Roman, it would have been anything sacred, and they might have thought the first thing that would have occurred to their mind was the oath that a legionnaire takes when he signs up to become mm. a soldier. Mm. Well. That's a good metaphor for marriage, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We would <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. you sign up for something, you're stuck with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, just about a minute remaining here, Deacon, but I, I wanted to ask you, so you hinted at this early on, that there's there's this kind of point where you go from just merely understanding what the words mean mm-hmm. to actually entering into some of the... Oh boy, I don't even know what word to use. In into the uh, the depth of the, you actually start to get it. You know, you yeah. you start to uh, get this is the meaning. Do you think that this is a good springboard to actually getting to that point as well? I think so. Yeah. Well, certainly by the by the time if you've completed the entire. A course, all three, you know, courses certainly. But even before then, I mean, I find, for example, when I as I was learning Latin, and then I start reading the, you know, the the Bible in Latin, reading the Vulgate just to do it, and I, you know, early on, I'm looking up words, and I'm thinking, Saint Jerome's just making things up. I've never heard that word before. <laughs> you know? and, but then, then later on, as I was reading, I'd realize, you know, I've read an entire chapter, and I haven't had to look up a single word, and I've been reading it in Latin, not translating as I'm going. Right. Right. And and anyone who's learned a language, you you, you I think you you get to that point. Yeah. You, know, you suddenly realize, hey, wait a minute, I. <laughs> you yeah. Know? They say you start dreaming in that language then yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Things like that. Wonderful. Well, Deacon Deacon Nathan Allen, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Can we grab a blessing from you before you oh, go? Absolutely. And shall I give it in Latin? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, all right. All right. Benedictio Deo Omnipotentis, Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, descendat super vos et maniat semper. Amen. There we go. Amen. All right. All right. Thank you, Deacon. This is great. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, from the language of the church to the language that Jesus spoke, we're going to take our first break, and we'll tell you where you can find that language that Jesus spoke right here in the Twin Cities. We'll be back in just a minute. 